telling you it was God ordained from the fourth grade. That's so cool. Because we have a lot of good stories. Yeah. A lot. 20 years this year. It'll 20 be. years. Mm -hmm. Two decades. I definitely get the vibe that y'all are like super, super close. So that's, that's really cool. We always do a finger we touch. We do a finger okay. touch. <laughs> Why? Energy. I don't know. It, so, energy. Yeah. Alani energy. How do you like the flavor? Is it good? It's so good. It yep. tastes like a, what did you say it tastes like? Um, like the rocket ship, like red, white, and blue popsicles. Mm, the popsicles. Oh, yes. So good. Like yes. Also, I really do want to note that this thing does sound like you're speaking into the telephone of at the playground. Oh, nice! Like, oh yeah, I just, this you is know? like a weird thing. <laughs> we're podcast originated. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um. All right. So, so let's just start out. Um. With tell us about yourselves. Tell us like what you do for work, and and we can kind of go from there. You want to start? Sure. Since I was born, you're first. born four days four before days me. Early. Yeah. Uh, Yep. So um, my name's Taylor mm -hmm. and Hi, Taylor. I live in the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. I'm from Metro Atlanta. I lived elsewhere for like two, three years and I moved back. Um, and that's when I moved back, Shannon and I reconnected. Mm. And that's kind of where our story goes, what we'd like to talk about today, Sweet. but we'll, we'll dive into that second. So when oh, I got I back, wait. that's where we were like, Hey, like let's reconnect. And we're in the same season of life mm -hmm. and, um, both single at the time. Mm -hmm. And we just started hanging out then. But anyway, um, I've been in sales in like the corporate America world for yeah. a few, I think it's mm -hmm. three years now. Congratulations. Yeah. That's crazy. We, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's crazy. But Neither of us are corporate girlies. So yeah. yeah, I mean, technically you kind of are now, but I am, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Yes. But like in it. a sales job, you kind of have that. So yeah. I get that feel, but regardless, I've been doing that for a few years. I am recently engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Shout out to the other Nick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been so Nick Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, he Nick. and Good I Nick. met at my first corporate job okay. in sales. Um, okay. and we were good friends for like two years. That's a whole fun story in itself. Nice. Yeah, you um, might want to have her back on for that story. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. God told me I was gonna meet no my husband way. when I was twenty-six. Oh. Okay. But I turned twenty-six and then I turned twenty-seven and I was still single. So yeah. I was like, huh? What's going on here? Little did I know that I would actually marry the guy I did meet at my job I'm at age goosebumps. 26. I'm yeah. goosebumps right I, now. I, we almost got tattoos. We went to Savannah this weekend and we almost got tattoos of the number 26. Dang. So we're getting married tattoos. in December. It's very exciting. We're mm -hmm. quote unquote eloping. Um, we're going to get married on a sailboat with just our parents as oh, our witnesses in Key West. And so nice. we're going to celebrate with friends like six months later. So yeah, that's a little selfishly. About I wish me. I was there. But I that's know. Okay. Sad. I miss you. <laughs> Shannon, what about you? Um, same, born and raised in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I went to school in North Carolina. Mm. Um, played tennis since I was like 10 years old, and that's a big part of my story. Mm. Um, so I currently coach tennis and love the freedom, love the flexibility of it. I love my students. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of have the entrepreneurial like spirit as well. So we're both free birds. We're free birds <laughs> in the, the sense. Thing. That's the thing. We we just not that I like want to go live in the middle of the woods anytime soon, but yeah. or ever. But uh, I was gonna say I wouldn't mind it eventually. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, but okay. I am definitely one just to like I like having freedom, and I don't like my day looking the same. Mm. So I like being able to do what I want to do. So when it comes to like 
the 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 coaching of tennis is mm-hmm. it like classes or is it like private lessons or is it good both? question How does that work? so i work for an academy okay. uh so we develop like junior players so i went there uh growing up since i was like 15 years old and so we develop junior players that eventually want to go play in college mm. um some don't but it's it's a competitive environment and it's it's fun but I also coach adults and then do private lessons as well. And then I coach a group of high school girls as well. So oh, I do a lot. I have a bunch of different things, but it's all at one site. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, mm-hmm. all right, so y'all became friends fourth grade in several world science. You have the energy matching thing where you, where you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing that. Yep, exactly. So now when it came, when it came to faith, cause the idea of this <laughs> podcast is to discuss um, like why people believe in God, um, mm. kind of get their story. And that's, that's what we're trying to do right now. It's just kind of figure out what, like your story leading up to where you are right now in this current season that you're in. Um, and just for anybody that either wants to strengthen their faith in God, uh, is a little bit like on the fence of like, Hey, should I believe in God or not? Um, just establishing like who people are, what their story is, and then kind of building from there, I think is very, 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 very valuable. Um, I love that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to like, your story growing up, what did faith, what did God, what did like religion in general look like for both of you? Mm. You want to go on? You want me to go first yeah, this time? First. <laughs> Yay. December 5th. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Everything though. Uh, so I grew up and my dad was very, I don't love using the word religious. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, we would go to he's church faithful. with my dad. He's very faithful. Okay. And he just exudes like the Holy Spirit, mm. his character. He just has the character of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he would, growing up, my brother and I would go to a United Methodist church with him. Okay. And I don't really ever recall my mom being there very often. Uh, it was very much my dad would take us and that's where we would go on Sundays. Um, my experience at that church, I, I think I just felt super... Uh, like an oddball out a little bit. Okay. Uh, I was always just, I didn't know a lot of like the Bible stories. Like I was the quiet one who didn't answer any of the questions. Cause I just like, I had no idea what was going on. Half now, the time. Was there like a, <laughs> was there like a, a children's class that like you would attend or something? Yeah. Okay, okay. So children's class. And so when I turned 10 and got really into sports, I didn't go as much on the weekends to church. So I think once that happened, I just felt like super out of place mm. and, um, And it was after your parents split. So yeah, it was even more fractioned out of how Mm -hmm. often you were going because correct. Cause my, it was not a priority of my mom's. So I, I, but I always like people would always see this and they reminded me as the girl who would just always say like, Jesus loves you. Like I would, I would say that to people, but Mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the church, but I felt always a little bit out of place. I would say, okay. Um, it was a great church though. And I got baptized there or confirmed. I think it's called confirmed went through confirmation. So eighth grade. What, when was it? I think, yeah, I think eighth grade. Yeah. That's how it is for Catholics For Catholics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it was a little bit later, but, okay. um, so yeah, I grew up in that church and I mean, TMI, but like I, sometimes I would like be so just feel out of place that I would like be scared to go to 
the group just because I felt like I didn't know enough. Almost like you felt, yeah, like you're almost undeserving just because undeserving. other people knew more exactly. than you. Exactly, yeah. I feel that. And as like growing up in high school and going through high school, like I've always, it's just been on my heart to just be a kind person mm-hmm. and love people. Like I have a big heart for people, but mm-hmm. the the faith aspect, I, di- I don't think I just fully grasped it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel deserving of it. I was, I felt like I was like, 70% of the way there, but 30% of the way I was like, well, I can't fully give my life to this because like I still do bad things sometimes. Yeah. So no, that, that makes total sense. And I think we all struggle with that. I struggled with that before too, mm-hmm. you know, crazy story. So, um, I didn't, I didn't feel like I really like got into knowing God and like actually pursuing it myself until after college. And mm-hmm. it what sparked it. What Part of what sparked that was I spent a little bit of time in Northwest Indiana um, with uh, some of my family members. There's Seventh Day Adventist, which is a different type of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have baby cousins, and they were like ten years old, and they were telling me stories about the Bible that I had no idea even happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things where, like, how you were saying, it's like I can't believe I don't know this, but also tell me more. Like, I want to, I want to hear about these things that mm-hmm. I don't know about right now because mm-hmm. it's actually intriguing and actually something that I want to pursue now. Mm-hmm. Um, was what was the point then for you, Shannon, where you flipped that mentality of I'm almost not deserving to be here and feeling like you you do deserve to to be a Christian, you do deserve God's love, and you actually want to pursue this on your own? Yeah, I mean, I always, ha- like, I knew about Jesus and I always, there's something holding me back. There's just this 10% of just not feeling deserving. Mm -hmm. It wasn't honestly until, and this is where our story comes in. It wasn't until I turned 26. And that is when it all hit me that Jesus is real. Yep. Not only is he real, but he is Lord. Mm. And I I just had this uh, respect for him when we'll tell you all. It's so crazy. But that's when it hit me. I, I, and my, me coming to Jesus was totally me not knowing what my identity was. And so a lot of it was identity based. It wasn't like curiosity or anything. I just, I've always been a good person or wanted to. And Taylor can tell you a story. It just always isn't like my mom always tells me to be kind to everyone. And I didn't want to talk bad about anyone. I was like, and I, Ew, you listen to your mom. And I, yeah. And she was just like, what? And I was always be like, well, they have a story. And, uh, but it was, I just was at a loss of identity. And so when okay. I was 26, that's when I really, I was like, okay, I, that's when I surrendered. Okay. That was full surrender. Got it. All right. Yeah. Let's go to Taylor. All right, going into me. So, um, and we'll it, it'll merge in a, in a minute. This so. is great. I love this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you said you mentioned. Did you grow up Catholic? Or yeah. You just, okay. So I just the way you said that I under mm-hmm. or I just assumed. Yeah. So I grew up. I'm gonna use my air quotes. Quote unquote Catholic. Okay. Um, Catholic more so as like a uh, family background, not as a practice. Are you Italian? No, I'm oh, Irish. Okay. Oh, okay. I am. Very similar. She is. But very similar. I mean, Catholic Irish from and yeah. my mom's mom yep. like is from Northeast, you know, in New York. And I have um, my mom's one of six and there's 18 first grandchildren like yep. they, you know, all the things. And um, everyone like grew up going to private school and mass mm. or whatever. So when my my mom, she came down here to Atlanta and she met my dad who also grew up Catholic, was like a priest boy. And I mean, they were, they both grew up. Also with very, Irish? He is like more German. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 
I don't think my mom was like, I need to find an Irish guy. But yeah, <laughs> um, we're very proud to be Irish on my mom's side. Okay. So um, when they got together, they essentially, they just, I think their generation just wasn't as faithful as, to the Catholic church. And they, you know, they started understanding things and maybe even seeing things in the church that they didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. and, and they didn't also want to, and I don't think they were super, super sit down. Let's have an intentional conversation about how we're going to raise our kids. But mutually they were like, we're not going to force our kids to go to church because we don't even like going to church. Yeah. So I grew up with the background understanding that it's, it's an, it, God is real. Yeah. We know that God is real and we know that Jesus is involved in there somehow. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And on so holidays, true. our family goes to church. So on Christmas we go to church, we go to mass, yep. you know, and yep. Uh, we did do like the first communion because again, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what our family does. Right. Yep, yep. And then we just started losing touch with the church completely. Sometimes on holidays we wouldn't go. And, um, by the time it came for me to get confirmed, we hadn't even like gone to, that was not even like a concern of my parents. They're like, we're not going to make you get confirmed. Blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. All right. A uh, question. So when, when this was happening, uh, and you're going to church, was it something where it was like, Oh, I want to go to this. Or was it like, Oh, we have to go to church today. Ugh, I, I hated going yeah. to church because it was, it was just to me, boring mass. I didn't yep. know what was happening. I had to be quiet yep. and be still. Yep. And I get in trouble if I wasn't. Yep. And the funnest <laughs> time that I would have would be when me and my cousin were sitting next to each other and we start giggling uncontrollably, then we get in trouble. So yeah. it's like, it's just not fun. And you know, maybe we go to like the Sunday classes or like the Wednesday night classes for the, them to teach me about communion yep. and all of that. Yep. Um, but it wasn't something I enjoyed to do. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I can't wait to go to church. So that being said, and we, we fizzled out of that, but again, understanding we have a Catholic background. So when I would ask people like, Oh, what religion are you? Cause I guess kids ask that. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm Catholic. And I, yeah. I was taught to be very proud of that for some reason. And I didn't know, I didn't understand any of it. It was just, <laughs> I'm Catholic and I'm Irish. I'm proud of that. Yep. You know? Yep. And, um, so we had fizzled out of the, that even like trying to do the confirmation thing, it wasn't expected. And so I actually in eighth grade, which is ironically when you would get confirmed, yep. um, long story short, my dad had lost his job. This is around 2008 when like the whole economy, yep. you know, crashed yep. and my dad lost his job and our family quickly went into like a depression. I want to say our entire family did. Mm -hmm. I was old enough at that time. You're 13, 14 years old. And I recognized like the darkness that was this depression that was over my family. There was a spirit. Mm -hmm. And now looking back on it, understanding what I do now. And I, I quickly got so depressed and, um, I didn't even know back in 2008, that terminology wasn't accessible to like middle schoolers to understand, are you depressed? Are you start struggling with anxiety? Like kids do have today. Yeah. I, I, if I had the language back then, I would have easily been like, I am depressed. But I remember feeling, I was telling Shannon, um, in that time in my life, it, things had gotten so hard and rough, like in my home and how I viewed the world. And there was so much fear. Mm. And, uh, I felt like what the best way I could describe was just this black hole in mm. my chest. And I remember like my mom would go to the gym and she'd take yoga classes. And I went with her cause I'm like, I need, I'm need searching, something. I'm searching yeah. yep. for how to heal. Not, I didn't even know how that terminology, but essentially I was searching on how to heal this feeling that I felt. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. I remember one time 
again, I, you don't have social media, so you don't know things like I only know things based on movies I saw or magazines I would read at the time, um, because the time, um, that this was, but I remember like lighting a candle in the middle of my room and just like sitting there with like my hands open and just bawling my eyes out. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know to call out to a God. Mm -hmm. I, I, that just was never like, Hey, if you're ever struggling, pray. I not even that simple truth, you know? So that depression being understood going into, oh, and I was diagnosed with a chronic um, autoimmune disease at, when I was in eighth grade as well. Oh so added that onto it to each other. Then you go into high school. Yeah. The intimidation factor of going into high school is no, so real. You're so awkward. You're so obsessed with that, what other people think about you. So that added those pressures on. Mm-hmm. So like this is like a multi-level, you know, tier type of um depression, just darkness. Right. So I remember me and my, um, other best friend, Kelly, at the time we were talking like, shout out to Kelly. Yeah. Kelly, <laughs> love you so much. Sorry. Um, we were, uh, realizing that we weren't really making friends as we were going into high school. Like we wanted to, we wanted to have a friend group and right. we, we would talk about that. And like, we'd try to get in with certain friend groups and kids are mean and yeah. you know, it's very exclusive and, and not inclusive. And it's like, no, you can't go to homecoming with us. And we're like, oh my gosh, we just want to be friends with yeah. people. Mm-hmm. We have that community. I just crave community, mm, especially yep. struggling with what I was struggling with. I, we're built for community. So like, of course my soul was searching for community, mm-hmm. which is God is so genius because he set this up so perfect. Ooh. So I wanted friends mm-hmm. and my mom understood when I told you my whole family was in a depression, right? Yes. My mom, I guess her friends had told her about a mega church, a non-denominational church that, that they encouraged her to go to understanding that she was struggling with what she was struggling with. Mm -hmm. So she went a few times and she comes back and she's like, Taylor, Oh my gosh, you need to come into this church with me. Like it was so amazing. What church was it? It was 12 stone. Such a different contrast. Yes. Catholic (laughs) Catholic church. Really? Yes. And I, but what she, when she would, translate and communicate this to me and try to persuade me to go. She was like, you have to come to this church with me. And I'm like, no, I don't go to church. I don't like church because I didn't, I didn't enjoy going to church. And I'm not, I'm like 14. You're not going to make me do anything I don't want to do. She's like, Taylor, please. She would continuously ask me to go because she had such amazing experiences there. And she's like, it's not like Catholic church. And I'm like, Mom, I've been to those rock and roll churches. I've told her that. I told her that. <laughs> the rock yeah, and roll I've churches. I've been to those Shout rock and roll passion. churches because not even, I had been to churches when I would go to a sleepover at someone's house and mm. they would bring me to their church and it would, they would bring me to their VBS. Or I've been to multiple of those, right? Okay. And I just didn't like it. I did, again, I probably felt left out. It wasn't something that like I, anything was clicking for me. So I told her I didn't want to go, but she was so persistent with asking, which is just like, the hand and grace of God mm. because of the transformation that ensued after. So she, um, finally asked me and I said, okay, I said, I will go <laughs> one time just if you, but don't ask me again. Yep. Don't ask me ever again. Okay. I will go one time just to shut you up. Okay. <laughs> so I go with her on a Sunday and God is so good because like, yes, this whole service was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Okay. But what caught me was at the end, you know, with like different, like non-denominational modern churches, like they have like a whole production team that will make like fun videos sometimes and like add humor into things. And this video, I don't even remember what it was about, but they showed it at the end, kind of like this fun thing that they created. And like, it was genuinely so funny. I was 
laughing out loud. And I'm so, I was so dumbfounded because I had correlated church with being boring. I don't like boring. I'm a, I'm a laugher. I'm a fun girl. I like fun. And, and I'm still like that. And they made it to it where it's funny. And they probably thought it was a silly video, but that was the video that you needed it changed my life yeah like, you needed to see I it i needed that i remember calling kelly because my mom after church we went to like costco or something okay and i would call her on my cell phone my flip phone i'm like oh my gosh i had the flip best time phone. at this church i want you to come with me next weekend because yeah. i want to go back because remember i told my mom one time one time but this is what one made me want to come back was just that i it was an enjoyable experience yep mm-hmm. which is something that you never associated with church Exactly. Yep. And I'm sure at some points I probably got emotionally touched and, and saw a glimpse of hope in the seeking that I was seeking. I was seeking light and yep. I saw that glimpse of light, even though I didn't know the light that I was searching for. So regardless, I remember calling her. She was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll go with you. And I remember going home and I was doing some research, going to the website because I was so fascinated that there was a church out there that existed like what this. Is this it was thing? so yep. against yep. my understanding of church and so i remember just going online again this is 2008 okay okay i went on there and i saw that they had a high school ministry mm. light bulb what if we get involved with the high school ministry just to meet friends because i was so desperate for community and i wasn't finding that in my own high school i wasn't involved with sports shannon had that covered okay she was very Y'all were still like best friends at this time oh right? yeah okay. yeah and we had a class every single year together <laughs> yes. again god knew to put us in the same class oh. yes so, and Shannon, but I had, I was so busy with sports. She was always. so busy with tennis. So, okay. um, Consumed. yes, that was her life. That so, was my identity. And that was her community and mm, all that. Yeah. So yep, with me yep. and Kelly, we didn't have that. So we were like, so I told her, I was like, let's go to this church. And I remember going there and I only, the only guy I was going to go there was with Kelly. And I'll wrap up this anyway. So I started going on Wednesdays um, every week and I got involved in the small group. I found some girls that I actually knew in there and I loved my small group leader. And I just like, it was like so much fun. Like the pastor was so funny. And again, it was just an amazing experience. And I quickly like was just drawn into like the sermons because like Mm. it was, it was, it was catered to what I was experiencing. And there was this one sermon on February 18th, 2009. You remember the date. I remember every date. Okay. Okay. Every. (laughs) I'm like psycho. My fiance is like, you remember everything. And I'm like, everything. Everything. Yeah. That's how my mom is. Yeah. So it was February 18th and it's an anniversary I celebrate. Um, So I remember, I think I like went to go back on the sermon recordings to find the exact sermon to find the date. Ooh, okay. Because you have to understand, I didn't know what being saved was. Mm. I did not ex- I did not have this expectation of being saved. This is how real the gospel is. Okay. I didn't go in and be like, well, I have to be saved in order to do anything. I just hadn't, didn't have any understanding. I was just literally led by the spirit of God based on how he knew to lead me Mm. by humor, by community, by fun experience, and by that glimpse of hope light that I was looking for. And it was on that day where at the end of whatever sermon he preached, um, the pastor, he then goes into just a prayer Mm -hmm. and he said, Jesus loves you. He loves you. He died for you because he loves you. And I mean, I, he probably said he loves you like eight times with this emphasis. And again, it was just the spirit just speaking through him. And I remember he had 
not an altar call, but a stand up if you mm. if you want to respond yep. and give your life. And it was, I, I'm sure there was like a if you died tonight, where would you go type of deal. But sure. it was more I wasn't it, I didn't make any decision out of fear. It was no. genuinely out of this overwhelming washing of holy love that like I it was it all clicked in that moment. And again, I didn't stand up saying I want to be saved. I'm standing up just in this like I can't not stand up in response <sighs> to this like offer to me mm-hmm. and I remember then I'm and I'm bawling my eyes out I remember yep. like the I remember in the room where I was and I remember bawling my eyes out, like <laughs> you know like one of those and then they told you if you stand if you sit up tonight go into this room back here and you're gonna fill out your paperwork whenever remember just do it like just filling it out and it and then ever since then it was like then even like the sermons that were taught that summer yeah. of like that um ninth to tenth grade summer were like such foundational f- sermons for me to understand my faith. And I was so faithful that even when I would get grounded from school, my mom knew to let me go on Wednesday nights to, to the, um, to the youth group. Yeah. And I became so obsessed because like I, that black hole wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm like, I'm so transformed. Like, and I was so hungry and I would literally sit at like the feet of my small group leaders feet and just be like, hey, like, tell me everything like about the Bible ever. And so I became obsessed. Was she like in her twenties too? Like was, yeah. okay. And, and the reason why I'm asking is because I feel like having that, that, youth leader when you're when you're a teenager when you're in high school just having someone who's a little bit older than you that you can look up to um that understands and is able to answer these questions that you have like i feel like that's so powerful yeah Mm -hmm. and there's so much value in that and one thing that i like about churches around here is that sense of community that sense Mm of um being like joining joining a church and, and going through this time when you're an adolescent you don't necessarily know like what to believe in or, or what God is and just having someone that is able to, to show you and guide you is just so mm-hmm. powerful and yes. so valuable. Oh yeah. No, mm-hmm. she was great. Um, and I really loved her. We had a great relationship through all throughout high school and quickly it was my identity. I was the Jesus girl. I went mm. from making fun, me and Kelly at the first time we went to church together, we made fun of people raising their hands Yeah, and we would be like, we, and we never wanted to be like, I, we just had this perception. Yep. I think when you're trying to be cool yep. and all this stuff, you would make, when you see someone who's like really about their faith, you would refer to them as Jesus freak. Yeah. yeah. I was that person who referred to people as Jesus freak and I'm a Jesus freak, you know, like, yeah. and it, anyway, so that was that experience all throughout high school. I only went to college for two semesters and, okay. and, and faithfully, in my opinion, have, as best as I could, not perfectly, but faithfully have, have tried to follow the voice of God and where he leads me. And it has not looked conventional has not looked like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that because I see the fruit of following him. And that doesn't always look like this perfect path that society expects you to. Um, and it's quite fun because it's led me to have really great stories that we're going to tell today. So, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of my story. Thank you. Um, okay. So, so Shannon was talking about her story. She said, and kind of leads up to what we want to talk about. Uh, you're discussing your story, which kind of gets into what we want to talk about. I know there's something powerful here, um, that we want to discuss a little bit. I'm going to let y'all just kind of take it away on how you want to go about it. Um, and I'm super excited. I'm just going to probably ask you a bunch of questions along the way. Gorgeous. Please ask away. So just start. start. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it comes back to when you were asking when I honestly, like, I feel like I encountered the power of like the cross and Jesus and who, like how real it is and tangible it is. Because before you were like kind of like 70% or like 90%, but you were never like fully in. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I mean, I really like growing up, I just was like, Jesus loves you, but I didn't get it. Yeah. You know, I don't know why it just like, it wasn't my main focus, mm-hmm. but I wanted, I always just wanted to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in high school and I was like, so on fire. And then Shannon's like, yeah, like Jesus loves you. And I'm like, but you don't, you don't get, get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I knew she would, she grew up with what I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, throughout our friendship in our, in our twenties. Right. And like halfway through our twenties, she was just like the same, you know, she had this background understanding of God, mm-hmm. but it was ne- never this bought in. Like, I just it was didn't, never I never in. had an encounter. Right. And I think a big thing is I was so focused on tennis. That yep. was my identity. Yep. And I would, I got involved with FCA in uh, college and like people would, you know, FCA, I would share FCA, what's FCA? Um, fellowship Christian athletes, okay, okay. something like that. Something like that. Um, and like, I remember going to church, like Taylor and Kelly would invite me to church and like, <laughs> I'd be the girl, like everyone's hands are up and I'd be like, yep. what, <laughs> yeah, am I'm I supposed so, to raise I was my so hand? so awkward. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> I want to be on fire like that. Ooh. Like, I want to be on fire for God. And it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> this is um, they call it Christianese. What is Christianese? <laughs> yeah. And, um, coming out of college, I think mm-hmm. I, again, my identity was so heavily tied in tennis that I really, I went through my own form of, um, I guess we call it depression. I don't know why I use those words very like lightly because I don't, I don't, I was experienced just, I was experiencing just feeling lost. Um, and I didn't know what I want to do with my life. So I ended up coaching tennis, (laughs) just falling back on what was comfortable. Right. And, um, I got into a a relationship and I feel like that was where I started to tie my identity because I was like, Mm. oh, I'm needed in this. Okay. Mm. This is where I can put my identity. I was just looking for places to like, feel like I was needed. you're like fulfilled and okay. Right. Just, just having a purpose. Essentially. I I think my purpose for so long was being tennis. And so my days look the same and I got to, that was my purpose. That was always my drive. Mm -hmm. And that was my identity. So uh, this relationship was was this relationship. I'm sorry if I missed that. Was it high school? Was it college? Oh yeah. Okay. This was in, um, so I was 23. This was my first relationship ever. So I'm so inexperienced because again, growing up, like Taylor can test, I just was not focused on boys. Yeah. You know, I was just like the girl who's like, yeah, like chill. So I can relate a little bit because my identity for the longest time was gymnastics and I Mm. dedicated all my time to that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And you just like, because we're all looking for purpose. Yeah. Like we're all looking to like feel like we belong somewhere and mm-hmm. we're all looking for a purpose. So I got into a relationship when I was 23 and it was just very up and down, not consistent. Mm-hmm. And and this is a big part of the story because it's so weird talking about this. I don't know why. Um, but I, so long story short, that was like a two and a half year relationship. Okay. And it was, it just wasn't healthy. Okay. The person is a great person, but it was not healthy. And man of God or no. Um, 
yes, we were both Christian. And Got like it. the reason he, he saw like a fish tattoo on my thing and was like, oh, you love Jesus. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm like, we, and I always was like, let's put God at the center. But I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Like, so I was always knowing I needed to do that. And like, there was not a need because like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, mm -hmm. I just was like this, like it, that's the only way you can have, I feel like a sustainable, healthy relationship. Right. But I never did would never put God first, if that made sense. So anyway, long story short, um, me and this guy, we broke up two and a half years after we got together and we broke up many times during it, but we broke up the same, I don't know if it was the same day. I think it was genuinely the same day. It was the same day she moved into her new apartment, like a couple miles down the road from me. Okay. So she had lived in Knoxville, Tennessee for mm -hmm. so long. And then Moved back, moved back was with her parents. Okay. I moved back with my parents for a few months and then I finally got a new job okay. in um, Dunwoody, which is Atlanta yeah. in, in the perimeter. And then, um, and she was like a mile and a half from yeah, me. And I got my own apartment and then I texted Shannon. I knew she lived down there. And, and again, at that point we were in such different seasons of mm -hmm. life that okay. we never lost touch, but like we were not, not like consistently keeping up with each other. So. We would always pick back up. I remember, and to just Taylor and I, like we, really we could go four months without yep. talking and then all of a sudden we text something so and i would have tears crying down my face because it's just the funny like we just get it we just you and kept a connection close, like where you don't yes. even talk to each other every single day in order to maintain that relationship that right you have. Yep. yeah right but i remember seeing like on instagram that she had moved in and i i met i was just like i i messaged her because okay so i broke up with my boyfriend mm -hmm. um on like a saturday it was like Mother's Day. Okay. Different story. Okay. But um, I broke up with my boyfriend and I was just so sad. Yeah. I was just like, I, it just like felt like this pain, but I knew it was not sustainable. I was like, this is not sustainable. The but relationship. The relationship right. was not, I didn't want to marry the person. So I'm like, okay, well, there's no other option. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where you just like, your identity was tied to them. Exactly. So I remember messaging her, I think it was on Instagram and I was like, which I have your number, but I remember messaging her and I was like, I want to come see your new place. And she's like, yes, come. And I'm like, by the way, me and this person broke up. <laughs> I'm a little bit sad. And she was like, just come over. Yeah. So we set up a day to come over. It was that Thursday. And she was sad. Oh, I was so sad. She, so she was sad. So she comes over. I knew she was broke up, broken up with him. And, um, and this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I, I had, I've gone through my own, you know, hard breakup. So I had empathy and I, um, and I was ready just to be there and be a good friend and just give her what I know she needed. And of course, like I, I just am consistently always praying like, okay, God use me, speak through me, blah, blah, blah. And so she comes over and we had planned like just to catch up on the couch real quick. And then we're going to go get some takeout. We're going to come back, eat our food and just hang out for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And it was clear like this was what she needed. She needed somebody to talk to. So I was so sad. she was crying and it was I mean, it was hard. So I um, I remember we go out and get food and she's just talking, talking, talking about the whole situation. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself. Cause she's, she told me, she, she told me, she's like, I don't think I'm strong enough for this. Yeah. I said, at the restaurant. when we're picking no. up our when we're, they were Got in the it. car and I just remember telling her, I was like, I am going to go back. 
like I'm gonna go back. I don't want to go back, but I'm gonna go back. Yeah. Like I don't. Too hard. I basically I told her. I just told her. I was like, I don't trust myself. Mm. Like I don't trust. Me. And, and she, I'm like sitting there driving. I'm like, she's trying to speak logic into yeah. someone who doesn't want to hear logic. No. And and again, like I just was like, I'm not strong enough. And so I'm just. I kept at that saying point, that. I just listened to her, and I, I'm not gonna argue her. There, again, I'm, there's nothing to say. I'm just listening. You just need to listen right now. So, yeah. um, and that's part of like the Holy Spirit just you know, guiding your mouth on when to talk and when not to talk. So I, we got back to the house. And oh, this is so weird. She couldn't even story. like finish this her is, food. Okay. We went to Taco Mac. So I'm like sitting there. I'm like, yes. they had, yes, no, <laughs> no, there's sweet potato fries, which is like <sighs> one of my fa top three favorite foods. And I, I was just looking at him like, that's how I am. The breakup blues. The worst. The breakup blues. I, That's I can't real. eat when I'm upset. No, yes. no, I'm the same uh, way. I'm the so same way. real. So I'm like sitting there and <laughs> it's so. And I'm like eating. I'm like I need food, and but she can't eat, and she's just talking, and then I mean just breaking down, and mm. I I sit there and I'm. I literally am dumbfounded. I don't know what to say. I don't know what she needs. I have no idea. So I just like kind of tap in. I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, what do I do? And he's like, pray. You thinking that? Yes. Oh, this is so good. And he's like, pray for her. <laughs> yeah. Again, you have to understand, Shannon would get uncomfortable about yeah. these type of things. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was. I just, I knew I loved Jesus, but I, I know. Okay, here's what it was. I've had people push their faith mm. and, and I've seen the pushy yep. Christian. Yep. And so yep. it's so, to me, I'm like, it gets the ick. Yep. And I I, again, you. like you still see some pushy Christians now and I'm like, that's not us. Yep. Like, yeah. you know, like, it gives you the ick. She's not, gives. she didn't give me the ick. But I was aware that she had that and so yeah. i was really careful on what i said and when i said it and if oh, i yeah. were to pray it yeah. had to be a prompt because I, I wasn't gonna make that fleshly decision and then ruin something or push her away more or make her feel turned away from god yep. I, and so i was like and of course i'm sitting there i'm like you need god like you need god so like thinking, i needed right? yes, jesus yes so she's speaking all this stuff she knows my heart and like my relationship with god mm -hmm. So I, um, I said to her, I said, can I pray for you? And she's like, yes. Like she's desperate. She I was desperate. so desperate. I remember when she said that and I was like, yes. And again, there's two sides to this story. There's Taylor where she's praying. And then in my head, I'm talking to God too. Really? So it's like, we're, she's praying over me and mm -hmm. I'm talking to God as she's praying to me. Okay. So, <sighs> and let me give you like the whole oh, like setup. So, so we're okay. in my apartment and we're sitting at the That place, counter. by the way, was so... Set so apart, anointed. so yes. anointed. That old apartment. Anyway, yes, continue. I love that place. And I, um, I, we were sitting at the counter, mm -hmm. and I asked her that. She was sitting across from me, and I go up to her and I, I ask, or I, 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 sit, I lay hands on her. She did. Like maybe I me. held your hands or whatever. I laid hands on you. You were on my shoulders. Oh, okay. See if she has that. This is so cool. I can't forget no. this moment. Tears. So I'm like sitting there and I've prayed over many people in my life, right? Yeah. And so I'm just like, God, I just pray um, that you, I, I said, Jesus, please make yourself known and tangible to Shannon in this moment. She needs you. And along the lines of that. And the reason I used the word tangible was yeah. because during my breakup, someone had ministered to me talking about how they tangibly, when I use the word tangible, like as though it is real, like right in front of you, you can touch it, you can feel it. Ooh. Someone had used that word to me when they were describing an encounter that they felt the comfort of Jesus. Okay. So I used that word very specifically because I knew she needed tangible love, yeah. not mm -hmm. the, I hope you feel better. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, it just, it she alleviates, needed, she needed like, like the, yes, yep. she needed to 
tangibly feel it. So I was like, God, make yourself known. And I said, amen. And we have my phone plugged up to the Bluetooth speaker. I will say, I will say something really quick before that. Okay. Okay. As she's praying over me in my mind, this is what I'm telling God. I said, I'm going to go back to him unless you do something. (laughs) I'm literally straight. That's what I remember saying. I said, I am not strong enough. I'm going back if you don't do something. And I didn't, I didn't want to go back. So I said, you, you better show up. Yeah. And just wait. So, so yes, your phone was playing music over the speaker. So my, my phone was so playing it went music back because, to... you know, we're setting the ambiance. I'm very yeah. big on that. Like if you're having guests over, you should have music on. Just take <laughs> notes. If, you, if you're going to do that, peeps, a lot of people don't know that. I so you. I um, wish I remember the song that was playing. Who knows? We were not listening to the music. That's okay. the thing. No. Yeah. So like we say, I am amen. I like look up at her. She's just absolutely distraught. Like her, you know, her, her makeup's everywhere. And she's just a shell of a person essentially. Like yeah. who's just going through it. Yep. Okay. And, um, and I say, amen. And I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of walk away and then the music stops, which, you know, when your phone's on vibrate and it doesn't ring, but like oh it's, it's connected to like Bluetooth. Yeah. And when your phone stops, your phone's ringing. So I'm like, oh, I think I said it's our friend Jenna. I was like, oh, it has to be. No, maybe it was Kelly. I don't know. I said, oh, no. you thought it was Jenna. I thought it was Jenna. So I'm like, oh, because Jenna would always call me at this time. So I'm like, oh, Jenna's probably calling me. So I go over and get my phone and I pick up my phone and it does not say Jenna is calling. Someone is calling and it literally says Jesus. (laughs) On the caller ID. No. If you're listening into this right now, I wish... It would be easier to make. Uh, it would be easier to say I made this up. Yeah. Than to, for me to look did, you in the eye and say this is real. Was, was mom listening oh. Jesus or something? So after <laughs> we have a screenshot, I took it. I tried to take a screen screenshot of the call and it didn't. It didn't take. But like I'm like sitting there. I mean, literally like all the blood like, rushes through shut. my feet and yeah. I'm like, oh, and I show it to Shannon. I'm like, yeah. Shannon, Jesus is calling. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, so they're I'm like, like, huh? <laughs> Did you like show her and you're like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, the and fear. Yes. So I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so like, then it like, I try to answer it yeah. and then it like, we did answer yeah. and it was 11 second phone call. Nothing. I remember nothing 11 seconds, but I, I no, no faith. verbal. Nothing. I have enough faith to, to <laughs> think talking. that Jesus is, audible voice about to be on the phone but like, right. and, but he was it, on the it, other end but then it hung up okay. yes so at 8 51 like i remember this like, like it was yesterday i am like where i'm like looking i'm like shannon i don't have jesus as a contact okay, my yeah, phone. Right. yeah so i go to the contacts contacts <sighs> it's the this phone number yeah on jesus is in my contacts okay. you click on jesus's contact the phone number on it because he got a zero Wait. sorry there's a whole thing we can go into that so infinite when i saw that i'm like i'm freaking out i said can you call this back but here's my thing we did call here's my thing he didn't answer i no. but when we called back it said this is not a working number no yes when you call it back this is not a working number the contact or, or is the, clearly still in my phone, um, but yeah, it is crazy. But sorry, what I kept too. thinking yeah. when this happened was the word tangible. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. My, my, and how beautiful that God let me in mm. on that experience of mm. my obedience to mm. when I felt the prompting to pray, I prayed. And mm. just out of, just Thank out of you. like my experience and God didn't say, pray this and say tangible, but like, 
wow i just i was like she needs this yep. i knew that she needed tangible like god in tangible form yep. and did she get that it uh, it blows my mind i will say because i again i prayed you better i need you to do I, something i need something because, i need yep, something yep. and when i tell what goes over the, like taylor said like to, all the way down to her feet i when i tell you like the room just went like cold but i felt like my body was on fire okay i honestly was like low-key a little bit scared yeah but it was out of like respect yes you know and i just moment. and and really like holy. at first i was like taylor what did you plan she goes what how and then i you know it, it's like, well, is our phone listening to us? It's like, no. How many times have we talked about Justin Bieber or like Pringles or whatever? And like, they're not calling us. Yes. Right. And I, it, the timing, the, I think it was Jesus. She thought I was playing a joke on her, and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm like how no. can I? Hands up in the air. No. Whenever I'm not like, whenever I'm trying to prove to somebody that I'm not lying. Yeah. You know, I think remember <laughs> when you're a kid, like you cross your fingers behind your back and you show your fingers. Yeah. I swear I'm not lying. It's like I, like I still have that. I'm like. I swear, like, oh this is real. Gosh. And like, oh, I know it was real. It was intensive. <laughs> we sat, I, th I think we went and like laid on my bed and we were just like, oh, we couldn't even put a TV show. Like I was just sitting and I, this is what I do remember from that experience. I turned to her before I left and I said, I'm not going back. Yep. Mm -hmm. I told, I said, I, I said, I said, <laughs> I know. I literally said to her, I said, I am not going back. Like, I, I have uh -huh. my answer. I, I, and I'm not going to say like in that moment, like I was saved and everything. No, it was the seed that was planted. Yep. And I'm telling mm. you who I am now yep. and the fruits of my life mm -hmm. and the person I am now, you would not recognize me three years ago. Right. And well, <sighs> so when bonkers. I first noticed, so she's still going through the breakup. It's still rough. A few, right. a few weeks <gasps> later, and it wasn't as rough, but it was still like, oh, like he wants to like connect with that or connect again. And we're yeah. going to go on a walk and talk and okay. stuff like that. It was, kind I of did. Just, like, but when like, I went on that walk and I was like, Nope, Nope. Yeah. No, I literally, I was like, I said, Hey, listen, Jesus. <laughs> no, I said it in the most loving way, but I was just like, and like God's just wanting us to like seek him. And like, the, and he's like, I wish Jesus would call me. And I'm like, he will. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, it's a, it's a, and it's a crazy thing, but I think it was, it was a, a blessing to me too is a, a reward, an earthly reward of my faith. Like I got to experience a moment like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember because again, I, I'm like, Shannon, this is a huge deal, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I, when I first saw the fruit of mm -hmm. that experience, mm -hmm. because it wasn't like you needed, you need to see the fruit to know that it was God mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. Jesus That's says, very you true. will know, mm -hmm. you will know by, a tree, you know what a tree is by the fruit. Yes. Is it an apple tree? Look at the fruit. Mm -hmm. Is it an orange tree? Look at the fruit. Mm -hmm. That goes as far as anything in life. Mm -hmm. If it is this relationship from you, God, look I don't know. Look at the fruit. Yep. Is it love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm -hmm. and gentle gentleness and self-control? If not, it's not. I gotta take notes on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spit it out. Yeah. So anyway, that I know that's that's just something where you're barely ever is God going to guide us through his audible voice of do this, go here, blah, blah, blah. He's, he gives us free will. Yeah. He gives us a spirit to yep. discern and he gives us wisdom. And, um, and when we ask for wisdom, he, it's a promise that he'll give it to us. But the question that really simplifies it all and makes it easy to know where God is leading and where, what God will bless is, well, look at the fruit. Mm. Yes. 
And I've seen a lot of like, again, it's talking about this. Like I was so, you know, she, the reason she was, you know, a little bit apprehensive maybe to pray for me is just because I've seen so many Christians who claim Jesus, but the character is not, doesn't match yep. if that makes sense. Yep. And, um, so I've just seen so many, uh, Phonies. unfruitful mm-hmm. people. There was, um, so at Passion City, which is the church that I attend, um, yes, shout out. There was a a pastor from I believe it was Shoreline Church, um, in Texas. Am I making that up? I think it was. Texas. Was it? Th- did he preach last weekend? Yeah, it was like last Sunday. This past yeah. Sunday, I wasn't um, there, but I know who he is. Okay, cool. So one of the things that he said that literally is exactly what you're talking about was, um, basically the story was it was Acts chapter 16, and um, the disciples like. We're planning on on um, going to a certain location and like spreading the word there. And Jesus told them no. Mm-hmm. And God said, I want you to go here instead. And they're like, okay, sounds good. If you want us to go there, we're going to go there. Um, but one of the things that happened was they were, they were spreading the word at the location that God told them to go to. And during that, there was um, like a, a fortune teller mm-hmm. and um, who was like owned by like a slave owner. And because people were listening to what they were saying in order for the fortune teller to get money, she said, listen to what they're saying. They're spreading the word. Listen to what they're, what, what they're saying. They're spreading the word in order to get her own money, right? In order for mm-hmm. the slave owner to get money from, from their own benefit, for their own benefit, right? So eventually the disciples had enough that they're like, well, like you're just doing this for your own gain. You're not doing it because you actually believe in what you're saying. So there was a demon, a spirit inside of this woman. They said, be gone with you. Well, once that happened, the slave owner was no longer getting money because she was no longer seeing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they basically like told the guards, to, like throw them into jail or whatever. But that just shows that even though someone is saying the right things, even though they're saying, Hey, you should be listening to this. You should be doing this. Mm-hmm. If their heart's not in it. That's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there, there can be like how you were saying, phony people, fake people that claim that they are spreading the word, claim that they are Christians, claim that they are this type of person, but you also have to go by their actions and see what they're actually yes, doing. Your character. You have to look at the fruit of their life. Yeah. Yes. That and that goes as far as like anything. If you're, if you're going to take advice from somebody, look at the fruit of their life. Don't take yes. marriage advice from someone who's been divorced five times. Right. right? Yep. Like, Anyway, so that's a whole thing. But back on the fruit thing, why I brought up the fruit thing, the first time I noticed the fruit in Shannon's life mm-hmm. from this experience was I'm on Instagram, knowing Shannon's going through a breakup again, and I see her all the time, and she posts a Bible verse. And mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Because this was not her. She never branded herself by that. And I say branded. We all brand ourselves as something, whether or not we're building a brand or just literally interacting on social media, we put out to the world what we think represents us. And when she did that, I was like shocked actually. Now it's so funny because she's like Jesus everywhere, like Bible, Bible verse everywhere. Like that's just, it's just the fruit has grown. But when I noticed that I was like, okay, wow, this is really, really real. And she had a radical transformation just Mm. from that one seed. It um, it multiplied. Mm. So it was really encouraging. Well, yeah. And I, again, God, like the steps were just like so beautifully orchestrated, like so detailed down to that happened on a Thursday, May 14th, 
three years ago. Jesus We're called real me. Real big about them days. He called. Yeah. No, I, I just remember. And then that Saturday, Taylor's like, "Well, come meet some of my other friends. Mm. Like, or I want you to meet my friend Jenna. She's going through a breakup too." Mm. And I met her. She was great. And that next week, she just sent me a, a sermon out of nowhere, and she was like, "Hey, watch this. This helped me." And I remember watching that sermon that week later and I'm sitting in, in my old roommate then, I'm sitting in the kitchen, this is during COVID. Okay. And so I'm like not working. So I'm just like listening on my computer to this sermon and I'm verbally going, yes, amen. So much truth is being spat really? at me. Yes, I didn't. What was I've, the sermon? Do you remember? Well, I don't wanna. Yes, it was, um, oh shoot happily ever before something okay. um transformation church mike todd which okay. again he's getting a lot of heat now but oh. i will tell you that that sermon really did open my eyes because i as he's speaking like scripture there's just the truth is like hitting me in the face i feel like he's speaking right to me right and i i mean i'm verbally saying like mm-hmm mm-hmm and my roommate's just sitting there like next to me just like what are you doing and i'm just like this is so good <laughs> i remember going on my balcony and i said God, I surrender. Mm. I remember that was the moment and that. So like Thursday, he called Saturday was when Taylor introduced me to Jenna. She sent me the thing that next week. And I just remember going and I said, I'm, I'm going to dive in. Like, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to do this okay. for real. Cause I kept saying, I'm going to put you at the center. And I never, never did. What it really and I just was so hungry after that. Like I just, and everything that I listened to every like time I would open my Bible, it just was like, truth was just being revealed to me. Mm. And I was like, yes, this is what a relationship's supposed to look like. Like, yes, this is why the relationship wasn't working. It was crazy. Um, and what Taylor probably saw is like, I remember a couple months later, I just, I started praying for a word of the year because she encouraged me to, she's like, Shannon, like pray for a word of the year. Mm. And she's like, God will highlight it for you. And I just remember him highlighting the word obey, mm. which I didn't like that word because I was like, oh, that sounds so harsh. But like, he was just like, that was the word. And I remember writing this whole thing on um, Instagram, just like, this is what got, he highlighted the word obey because there are people who were like texting me. Someone out of nowhere was like, Hey, God's just telling me you need to obey. After like two days earlier, I was like, Hey God, like, can you confirm this is my word? And someone like sent me, you need to obey. And I'm like, of course. Right. Like, and Sounds this is what good. I knew. Was, yep. I was like, yep. Oh, like oh, he was just so like good. back up to back. Like I was asking him for confirmation and he was like answering prayers so quickly that yep. I was like yep. the next year when, the prayers weren't answered right away. I was like, where'd you go? Like, you know, but in that season, I just, he was so tangible. Mm. So I went through like a identity type situation last year, I would say. And that's when I was like figuring out like, what do I believe in? What is real? What is not real? And now I'm, it's funny you say tangible when you talk about this, because for me, like concrete evidence is everything for me. Mm. Like I, I'm that type of person where it's like, I'm very logical. And if I can't, if I can't like prove something, if I can't like show that something is the way it is, then like, it's very hard for me to believe. Right. Right. So, um, late last year, um, I found myself like in a very dark place or whatever. And I was praying and I was like asking, God, I was like, like bawling, like, Hey God, like I need I need like an answer. Like you need to show me, like, please prove to me or whatever. And I was searching for it and I was seeking it, but it was crazy. It was like right after that happened, it was like a week straight of like miracle after miracle mm, after wow. miracle. That was completely unexplainable. Um, and it's funny that you talk about like the whole audible situation where, where you Taylor figured out like, or not figured out, but you Taylor um, 
felt like God was like placing this in, in for you to like, you felt the need to do this, right? You felt the need to pray for Shannon during that time. Um, yep. you didn't know how she was going to take, but it just felt like the right thing to do. Right. So, um, I think God uses people audibly. So maybe God doesn't necessarily speak audibly to us, but he will use different people in order to get the message that he needs that person to hear. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's important. We were given a voice and, of course, like knowing God's word, that is his voice, but the word lives inside of us when mm. we do accept Jesus as our savior. And, you know, we speak with our tongue that he is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, like we will be saved. And then from that, we were given not only the Holy Spirit, but also the spirit of Jesus mm. and like in the mind of Christ. And so like the mind of Christ works in like in that moment, pray for her. Oh, I know that wasn't my thought. You know, that wasn't my fleshly thought. Even mm -hmm. if it was my, was my fleshly thought, I'm going to do it. It's, it aligns with God's word. He's already spoken. And so through that, it, I could have just, and this is a, a powerful thing that most people need to understand at some point is mm -hmm. that I could have been like, Hey, I'm going to pray for you once you leave. Mm. Yeah. She, I would have missed that entire opportunity if yep. I didn't use my tangible audible voice. Yep letting God speak through me, his yep. will, yep. his will for you was to experience him tangibly. <sighs> it's a, I just, I think back to the, I mean, sometimes I'm like, why me? Yeah. Like why call me? Yeah. And I real like, there's no going back. There is no. not. And I've been through dark season still. Yeah. I thought it would get easier. I remember calling someone and I was like, listen to what happened. Like, da, da. And my life, and they could just hear how excited I was. And they're like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad, but they were just like, yeah, but you, you know, sometimes it doesn't get easier. Mm. Like sometimes it gets harder. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is the best. Is like I, I was just mean? like, listening, like listening to sermon after sermon. I was yep. just like, woo. Like, and I just, I was seeing colors different. Like mm. I was just so much happier. And and I was going through a breakup still, but I also like, I just was like, it was just such a good year, but I remember it didn't get easier and there. I went no. through tough seasons yep. and, and, um, but I, I always look back to that moment. I'm like, like you actually called, like, why did you call me? Like why, like when, and when I pray for other people and I still see like, you know, there are people that I'm still praying, get saved and, you know, have an encounter with Jesus. I'm like, well, why don't you encounter them now? Like, you mm -hmm. know, and I don't have that answer, but I think, uh, I think God's timing is it's, it's never like clear and it doesn't have to be like good right from the beginning. And going back to the last sermon, um, that I went to at passion, one of the things that they talked about was like, so I, I mentioned that they wanted to pray in one location or they wanted to spread the word in one location, but God told them to go to a different place. Right. So mm -hmm the place that he told them to go to. So the, the whole slave thing happened. Okay. So then because of that happened, because that slave owner was no longer getting money, he threw them in jail. So they were in jail. They were getting um, flogged, which is like, they were getting lashed. And um, yeah. he mentioned that it, it wasn't like a, a, I guess if you're, if you're Jewish or whatever, like there's X amount of times that they're, they're going to like to hate you. Um, it was just like a continuous thing that was just happening over and over. So they were getting tortured in this jail mm. and in the silence when they were jailed, um, the, the voice of God like came out and like this praise came out. They just kept on praying and they, and they just loved, like they understood that he was still there with them. Yeah. And an earthquake happened is, is what it says in the Bible. There's an earthquake that happened and they were locked up. They were like chained and it just 
went away. Like the change just like went undone. Yeah. And the the um the what's it called the um the person that was watching them. I forget. I oh yeah. The, the what is the what is what that word? I, I can't think of the name. The right guard. Now. The guard. <laughs> Thank you. The jail guard. The guard was the freaking guard. out. He's like they escaped. Like I, he wanted to kill himself, and they said, "No, don't kill yourself. It is okay. We are here. Um, we are still here." And it's just so powerful because once again, going back to like God's will and it's not always going to be this easy path. Like they want to go to this one place. God said, no, he sent them to a different place. They got tortured. Mm, yep. But it, the, the conversion and the fruit that, that came out of that was just so powerful. And sure. God's mm-hmm. plan is not always going to be this, this perfect situation. It's not always going to be this clear cut thing and everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like there are going to be times where God's plan, it might involve a little bit of hardship. It might involve like a little bit of um these, these difficult situations, but just understanding it and and having peace of mind knowing that the end result and the end of what his plan is is going to be good that's where the power yes. comes in. yes works all things together for good well and i, I mean that it's just funny now because like three years ago really you know some people probably thought like oh this is just a phase mm. you know this is just a phase for shannon mm. and for me i'm like I, there is no turning back when the worst true where the, I, I truly like the, the scales from my eyes. I see there are things I used to not like have opinions on. And now I'm just like, I, I'm, oh my goodness. Like I, my eyes have Bible been, I've, my eyes have me. been opened. Like I really am just like, I'm not the same person and sure. I will never go back. Truly like the worst thing could happen. And I'm like, I, I will always fall back on God. And have I been mad at God a lot of times? Have I been disappointed mm. in him? I, I tell him all the time, I'm like, I'm so disappointed. Mm. But at the end of the day, like he does, I believe he uses all things for good. And if he let allows it to happen to us, he's going to use it for good. Now, going back to Love identity, him. because that was associated before with, with tennis, right? And then you mentioned that it kind of became the relationship. So after this event between you two happened, how would you say your identity shifted and, and kind of what did you lean towards and how'd that go? Great question. Amazing question. <laughs> I mean, truly, it was like that was the missing piece was mm. Jesus. And it sounds so cliche, but it Put really that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> yeah, uh, I rewind that. I just can't believe. But it's true. Like, it really is true. I I've never felt the same. I, I've never felt the same since that experience. Mm. I there's so much like peace. And I my identity now is built in who Jesus says I am. And there has been a lot of refining in my life the last three years, a lot of pruning, a lot of things Mm. that I used to cling to, um, that I just don't anymore. For like comfort? For comfort. Yeah. And like, I just, I mean, I could go on about it, but a lot of things God has like removed from my life and just like truly purified so much of my heart, Mm -hmm. but not only my heart, like, things that, you know, medicines I used to take, like I'm, I'm fully just like off every medicine. Yeah. And it just is one of those things where it's like, he is enough. And Mm. I, my identity, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my identity is built in who Jesus says I am Mm. and being filled with the Holy spirit. And like, I I'm telling you and just Taylor being, and that's why, so us meeting in the fourth grade, like I, I, we get to walk through this and do this together. And I've seen growth in her, like just knowing her in high school, she's a completely different person too. The way she even shares her faith is so authentic and 
you know, she, we used to, I asked her a question like a month ago. I said, what's the cringiest thing you've ever done as a Christian? And we are like, we've done some cringy cringe. stuff, like cringeworthy stuff out of like guilt because yeah. we feel like we need to like share, you know, the, I'm going on a tangent, but oh, you're good. you know, I feel like we just are in such a healthy place now spiritually. And mm. we've got, we've been able to grow together in that. And that's been a really fun thing. And I feel like God is going to do a lot of amazing things through us. And he planted that in the fourth grade. Yeah. So he's so in the details. It's intense. I don't even remember what your question was, but my identity is in uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. the best. Turn to him. Um, <laughs> oh, you mentioned that you were wondering why he chose like y'all for this. And I think, I think just knowing that you already, you just said like you, your your faith now and like where you are and and the things that you you're willing to do now in order to kind of spread the word like that's powerful in in itself right so just knowing that okay Taylor and Shannon have this story now and they can they can use this they could they could show um they can um spread the word they can glorify um, God exactly yeah. they it's it's fascinating to think about because looking back on it God could have done that to anybody mm-hmm. and he could have let Jesus call and all of this. And then knowing God knew what we would do with that. He yeah. knew yes, how exactly. that would change. And it was in perfect timing because Shannon needed to be vulnerable and hit yes. rock yeah. bottom and be at that point. Like God is near to the brokenhearted. Yep. That's what the word says. Yep. There's a reason yes. because you're so vulnerable when yep. you're brokenhearted. Yeah. And it's not that God's closer to you when you're brokenhearted. It's that God's presence is, you're more aware of it when yes. you have, when you've let down the walls mm-hmm. and the idols and you're just vulnerable and you're seeking, crying, calling out mm-hmm. that you come into awareness of the presence that's always been there. And mm-hmm. and to add on to exactly what you're saying, being vulnerable and in, in, in allowing yourself the opportunity to to hear like these things or let these things happen to you. Like this is not a thing where it is I, I wanted to see something, so I saw it. It is like I was I was vulnerable and I was open to this happening and he showed himself and it's just so like it's so concrete, it's so tangible, where like there is no um second guessing this. Mm-hmm. There's there's no, no doubting this. This was so right. obvious. Yes. It was so obvious. Yep. Yeah. And and he knew that we would one day make this podcast and it will <laughs> fall onto the right ears that need to hear it. And yeah. it's going to encourage and plant the seeds that it needs to, because God's in charge of that. Yep. All we're doing is just really living out of an overflow of, of what God's done for us at the grace that he's let us do. And so in this situation, he's given us grace to have this incredible experience that mm-hmm. changed both of our lives mm-hmm. and in different ways, but it changed our lives regardless. And Um, and not only that, but we've ministered to people in the past just by telling them this story and even not by telling them the story, but by the fruit that happened from this initial experience, Shannon's been able to minister to her work friends. I mean, she has, you know, she's been able to pray over her, her, her work facility in an intense way. And now there is like a movement of God happening with her hands off. There's, there's literally, there was an agnostic guy that she used to work with. Yeah. I need to tell that. Gosh, are you going to make this like five parts? Okay. Okay. Oh man. Well, I will say, but this is what I wanted to share. Yeah. Before um, you even text or Laurel texted us and connected us, mm-hmm. I have a, yes, and I had an agnostic uh, work friend. And I, I remember God speaking to me like two years ago and he said, there's going to be a revival at your work. 
And I was like, what? yeah, right. Like, I mean, it is, <laughs> it is dry bones there, yeah. desert land there. Yeah. And you know, I'm the girl that everyone's just like, oh, Shannon, like, you going to go to Jesus? I'm like, yes, I yeah, love Jesus. I'll wear my Jesus sweatshirt there. Like, but I'm never pushy, right? Got I'm it. just who I am. Yep. But I just remember him saying that and I was like, okay. And like a year later, um, a coworker who was agnostic and truly just like did not believe at all. Mm -hmm. He came in and he was, <laughs> he was like, I had a dream and I had an encounter with God and I'm going to be on the front lines of changing the world with God. And I'm like, I literally, and so he's, <laughs> he, he literally is wearing a bandana. He's like, I'm going to war for God. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, what? what? And Wait, meanwhile, like, like, a, like, I think it was four months later, Shannon came home and was like, Taylor, my coworker, he's agnostic. He's involved in like witchcraft and yeah. like, it's really intense. And I'm really sad for him. He really is so lost. He really thinks that there's no God or whatever. Anyway, what she, this is the same person. The same person. He is now, <laughs> he is now preach like he is now laying, hands on, laying hands on kids at kids are getting camp. healed at <laughs> tennis camp i'm not i cannot make this stuff up yeah. but i remember him telling me he said shannon before you even did it, he said mm -hmm. um he prophesied over me at the beginning of the year and he goes um he said god is going to open avenues and doors for you to share your testimony to people more and then I remember him a week before you a week before you had we had been connected yeah. he said he said, Shannon, I just feel like now's the time that you're going to share your testimony. And he said, the reason you're going to share your testimony is because it is, it is a, an act of love, right? So it's not like some scary, like, oh, I was delivered for, which happens, you know, and like being demons manifest out of me. Sure. He's like, Jesus called you and, yep. and you are going to be sharing this. And he said, very short time. And then we were connected and I go, yeah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, uh, okay. And I just, you can't make this stuff up because I'm telling you. And I'm like, I don't, if only, even if only five people hear this, I'm like, Jesus called Yep. Literally, I, I can just picture, I tell Taylor this all the time. This is how I picture it is God is in heaven and Jesus is just in there. He's like, dad, dad, like, do you see her? Like, can we call her? And he's like, and God's just like, call her, call her. Like, he's like, but he's don't like, he's like, say don't say, he's like, he's like, he's like, don't say a word. He's like, he's like, he's like, and he's like, he's like, and then it's like 11 seconds. Hang up, hang up, hang up. Yeah. But I just see God. He's just like. They're just like high fiving in heaven, just like we got one. <laughs> but that's how I view God. Like he's fun. He is funny. Um, but yeah, that was the crazy part. So this coworker, yeah, this coworker is doing amazing things. And for me, I'm like, I feel like I'm like I like I thought it was gonna be me doing all these things. Right. And it's like, wow, like God is using him in a very real, amazing way. But also just the weird timing of like him saying, You're gonna share your testimony very soon. And then that we got connected. I was like, okay. I do want to just preface, obviously, most people listening to this podcast. Well, maybe most people do know us, but maybe most people don't know us on an intimate level. Right. We're very normal. I mean, we're, <laughs> like, we're cool. I always, I would tell my mentor, I felt like in the Christian world, I felt too secular. And then mm. I felt too Christian for the secular world. So it was like, I always like felt... But that's how God set me apart. I mm. am set apart, which we're called to be set apart. And right. but I wanted to say is like you hear all these things of like me praying, laying hands, and mm. anointing, and um, you know all of these like things. And I'm having like this Christianese talk. Like I'm very real. I I struggle with 
anxiety just like the next person. Mm -hmm. I understand heartbreak. Mm -hmm. I've been through difficult things as Shannon shared herself. I have fun. I cuss sometimes. I drink alcohol sometimes. Like I'm I'm not perfect, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not like this, like, like cookie cutter or exactly. like, yeah, but I had, I've child. had in my testimony, I've had, I've been a Christian for what, how long ago was t- t- uh, 2009? I can't even do the math. I, 14 I, years ago. Wow. Thank if that's you. true, I'm proud. I'm not going to double true. check you. So <laughs> 14 years ago, I've been, right. in, I've had my Christian faith and I, there was like a few years there. I was very, I did adopt a religious spirit. Mm-hmm. And because I thought in order to be righteous, in order to be viewed by God, well, in order to be viewed by people, well, I had to give off this perfect persona mm. and, and perform. Yes. Mm. And so like, I just want to highlight that, um, as we're talking about these intense moments of faith that like, maybe someone is listening is like, well, I, I don't live enough of a Christian perfect life where if I prayed, miracles would happen. That's not true. And I needed to hear that at some point in my life. So I just, I just want to make that known because like, yes, we're sitting here and it's a very concentrated, um, it's a very concentrated conversation of Mm -hmm. this Christian talk topic, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that's not, that's not all that we're consumed with. Like, yes. I also cried like a week ago being so upset with God and feeling like he isn't answering my prayers. So I'm like, you know what I mean? It's just like seasons, like, you know, and Taylor used to say it all the time. She's like, don't you sometimes just feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and falling back down. I'm like all the time. (laughs) And so, yeah, it hasn't been easy and it's actually been hard, harder. And I feel like I'm being challenged in ways like where God is just doing this refinement and this purifying where sometimes I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. Or I don't like, but it's not out of like performance. Right. It's out of just like his goodness. I but think, yeah. I think when you keep God at your cornerstone, which is what we said we want to do, right? Um, the enemy, Satan, um, is going to he try to divert you, try to distract you from what you're supposed to be doing and pursuing, right? So I think sometimes, and I just talked about this with a friend the other day, um, find peace when things don't always necessarily go the way that you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Cause that means that the enemy is just trying to get to you and he's trying to distract you and he's trying to stop you from doing what it is that you are actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I wanted to kind of discuss because we touched base on it a little bit was the feeling of not necessarily maybe being worthy of being a Christian and worthy of God's love and Jesus's love. So um, what would your advice maybe be for um, someone listening to this where they might be going through that as well, where it's like, well, I did this, this, and this. And I honestly, I'm at a point right now where I feel like I'm not even deserving. Even if I try to live this amazing lifestyle, try to, to, to get God's acceptance, it's just not going to be good enough because of what I did in the past. I just want to say one thing. I'm having fun. <laughs> fun. Is that what you wanted to say? No, but it's, oh, I am sorry. having fun. Um, shame is not from God. There's yeah. a sermon on this. Shame is not from God. Again, when we go back to what we discussed earlier, look at the fruit. If you are feeling shame, that is not from God. So if you're looking at the fruit, if the fruit you're feeling is anxiety, that's not from God. God. If you're feeling unworthy, that's not from God. And that's why it's important to have God's word to go back and make sure, okay, this thought's happening in my head. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to dive deep and really figure out what the thought is Mm -hmm. um, or the belief is or the feeling is. And, and go and see how, 
how it lines up to the Bible. Mm -hmm. Because if it's out of alignment with God's word and what he says you are and what he says you should be, then it's not from God. And so when you recognize that, it loses its power. Oh, I like that. Um, I grew up like believing that love or, or whether I realized it or not, I was performing. Right. Mm. So I felt like I, in order to receive love, I had to perform. Okay. And so that crossed over into faith where I was like, well, why would it be different? Like I need to perform for God in order to be worthy. And so I was like, well, I'm not performing perfectly, so I'm not worthy to receive this. And so what, but that's the, the whole point is like every single other religion in the world will tell you, this is what you can do to get to God. And Christianity is the only faith that tells you this is what God did to get to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole point is it is a gift, undeserved gift that we receive. Yep. And so there's no performance involved whatsoever. That is what's, that is what, why Christianity and why Jesus is so compelling and why I put my faith in him is because I don't have to perform for his love. And it was given that's, um, that's, that's it for me. I'm like, that's the only, only religion. If we call it a religion that you don't have to reach some sort of enlightenment. Yep. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, but understand that we have a God that loves us so much that even though we sin, he still loves us and he still forgives us. That is so much power and that is so beautiful. Well, and it's so fascinating if we go back onto the topic of identity, Mm. even the Bible doesn't say that we're sinners. So we sin. Mm -hmm. That's not our identity. Our identity is saint because we are covered by the blood of Christ. Yeah. We then, once we, because we come into agreement, we, we, we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and we speak with our tongue that we, that Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. In that moment, in that instance, mm-hmm. forever and ever, we have sonship with God because that's because God's son is Jesus. So we're covered by the blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. and that is our identity. We are saints. Mm. So when God looks down at us, he sees clean, pure, righteous child. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just like I I can't do anything to undo being my dad's daughter. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything to undo being my dad's daughter. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's so important to understand identity because sure, do I make mistakes? Do I even fall into shame because of my mistakes mm-hmm. more times mm-hmm. than not? Yep. However, when I actually had the understanding of, well, it's not that I, God's like not looming over me, holding this thing over me. And that's again, shame is Same not from me. the that's enemy. That's not his character. So when you align yourself, <laughs> when you align yourself with the truth of God, yeah. that Jesus died and, and God is a righteous God so that whenever Jesus paid the price, Mm -hmm. he like Jesus was punished for our sins. Yes. And so if God punished us even more for our sins now, he would be an unrighteous God. It doesn't line up. Yeah. The price, the price was paid Mm -hmm. and we get to live in that sonship. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. I have another question then. Okay. Um, So. We, <laughs> we love questions so, so fireball round it's funny that really quick it's funny that you say that you're irish because um my 
family is very Italian. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that um, happened, um, I'm from Chicago, right? So my grandma, I call her my nana, 100% Italian, little Italian lady. Uh, my, Probably my makes papa, amazing meatballs. She, she did. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and then my papa, he was like German. He was a farmer, right? Mm -hmm. Farmer from Michigan. Um, but because he wasn't Catholic, he didn't grow up Catholic, like no church would marry him. So they had to get married in an Irish church. It was a Catholic oh, Irish church. Okay. But they, they wouldn't even do like inside the church. They did outside of the church because like the, the preach, yeah, he, the pastor wouldn't let that happen. But yeah, um, they didn't give me, when I went to Catholic service, they wouldn't give me communion. No. Oh, because. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, so I was so, I was like, what? what? I just want the bread. Like, you I don't have that first communion. <laughs> Actually, yeah. for one, the first time I had communion at my United Methodist Church, I held the bread and I was nibbling on it. Like, and I was like, dad, I still have some left. He was like, <laughs> shit. Like, I, I was like, I was like nibbling on it because I wanted to <laughs> savor it. I was like, is this disrespectful? <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, it was like, oh, I know what I was going to say. So let's say there's someone watching this who maybe grew up in a church where they didn't, weren't able to resonate or maybe right now, like they're trying to go to church and, and they're, they're going, they're attending, but they're not, they're not hearing. They're not, they're not getting that sense of, um, um, like that, that connection that, that I think all three of us were able to get now. Um, what advice might you have for that person that is trying to understand this God thing, this Jesus thing, but they're just not able to grasp it right now? A great question. That's a really good question. The first thing that comes to my mind is seek and you shall find. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you're seeking truth, mm -hmm. truth is there to be found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe you might not find it on your first treasure hunt, mm -hmm. but if you yep. keep, and that's, again, I was seeking when yep. I was encountered by Jesus. Yep. And of course I didn't know what I was seeking, but I was seeking truth because the truth would set me, would set the word says that the truth will set you free. Mm. What I was really seeking was freedom. So what's going to set me free? The truth. Who, who is the truth? Jesus. Jesus mm. is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. And, and so it lines up that way. So I, I want to, I want to encourage anyone who might be struggling to grasp it. Like ask yourself, like, are you actually seeking? Mm -hmm. Are you, and where are you seeking? Like mm -hmm. ask yourself because we we're all seeking something. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, most of, which people are seeking uh, different coping mechanisms. Mm. Uh, a lot of times that's drugs, alcohol, different emotions. You can actually be addicted to emotions. Fun yeah, fact. We're all addicted to something. Um, yes. Like because we're, we're, we're designed to like have this craving that for, for one thing, which is the Holy spirit, which is God, which is God's presence, his right. glory. And um, unless you're taught that, or you're in a situation where you encounter that, we all seek something. So ask yourself, what are you seeking? Mm -hmm. And if you, are you actually seeking, Hey, is this, is this Jesus thing real? Mm -hmm. Are you reading the Bible? Are mm -hmm. you going to, to church? Are you, and I'm not saying, are you reading the Bible every day? I don't read the Bible every day. I'm not right. like a perfect Christian again. Right. Like I've, I've tried it. I've tried it and like go me then. But, um, however, like, are you seeking, validation from the opposite sex? Mm. Are you, are you seeking, um, validation from people on Instagram? Mm. Are you seeking dopamine from people liking your stuff? Like yep. I still do that stuff. But like, again, when I'm, when I am, when I'm seeking, I have to ask myself what I'm seeking. Mm. Yeah, I can go on for that. But what do you want to say? That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, I'm going to throw a retweet on that. And I just say, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, just, I just say be open. Yeah. Like just have an open heart and an open mind. And again, like if I, I don't know where I would be if Taylor didn't pray for me that night. I don't, it's I, crazy. I like, it is crazy. And sometimes I ask myself that I'm like, would I have, I, I don't know. Like, but I, I know that I was open and just me being open. Mm-hmm. Um, my eyes were open and I just, I, again, I go back to like, I can't unsee what I see now. Yep. And it was the seeking. I was just so exactly. curious after that. I exactly. just, I, I would say be curious and like ask questions. I think a lot of times in growing up in the church, like mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to ask a lot of questions, I feel like. Mm. And so I think being curious about anything in life, be curious why you do the things you do, the patterns you do, like that curiosity, but be curious about why we're here because everyone has that question, why? Yeah. And that like, you know, just having the question why should open the door to a lot of uh, revelation. Leaning into that, like understanding that your purpose should be being a child of God. Like if you make that your biggest priority, if you make that the most important thing in your life, like so much good is going to come out of that. You mentioned study, look, read the Bible, try to read the Bible, um, try to try to go to church, try to do these different things. And, um, I completely agree. I love how you said seeking, because if you once again, make that your priority, like good things are going to happen. Um, if you try to read the Bible and you don't necessarily, um, you're not able to, to comprehend, you're not able to understand what it is saying. Sometimes I still don't understand. I'm like, what? (laughs) Um, highly encourage a study Bible. Um, those things are absolutely amazing. Um, there's also a, I think it's called the Bible project. That's a YouTube channel that I just got introduced to. Nice. So I'm, I'm reading Acts right now. Sometimes it gets a little hard to understand what's going on. Sure. Um, that definitely has been a lifesaver. Um, there's so many resources yes. yeah. that were not here 10 years ago. And, and so it, it's a beautiful yeah. thing that yes. God is glorified through the internet. I yep. mean, gosh, you never know how you're, you could have an ad pop up and you, have the gospel preached to you and you give your life right there. Like, I have a girl that was saved through TikTok, a high school girl. Hey, yes, man. she watched it too. And then now she's like, Coach Shannon. And then she sends me all these things. I'm like, so, so some people are like, ah, TikTok. And I'm like, don't knock TikTok. Yeah. And t- yeah. like, use your platform. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Because, all right. So, I mean, this is, this is a good, um, quick conversation too, because for, I think the, the thing that scared me was like, I feel like as we progress and as technology gets better and better, it's like people try to disprove like God more and more because of it. Like, oh, that's impossible. This could have happened. But yeah. there are certain situations where like technology is actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Like once again, you're, you're reaching more people. So if you actually have like this proof, if you're able, if you have this tangible uh, situation that occurs, that, that occurs in your life or whatever, you're able to spread that because of technology because mm-hmm. of all these different resources that you might not have had before. Yeah. Like, I mean, even it just brings, uh, like the Bible talks about, um, I'm pretty sure it was Paul. He talks about like, are there false prophets preaching Jesus and preaching the total wrong message and mm-hmm. yada, yada? Yes. But then at the end of it, at the end of like his tangent, he's like, but is Jesus being preached? Yep. The yes. name of yep. Jesus. Yes. And, and it goes into Romans 8, 28. It's like, God uses all things for the good of those who love him. Yep. Yes. And, and God also has a purpose and he's called us to be set apart and God is in everything. And his main purpose is to be glorified. Yep. Not mm-hmm. because he's this like, Oh, bow he's down not a me. narcissist. No, yeah. he's this, he says, he says, glorify me because that's literally what you're, de- what is how I designed you. Yeah. I created you by the way. Yeah. Um, I designed you for your own, 
ultimate best and your ultimate good is when you're glorifying me. So whether that's through the internet and God's going to use everything for his good. Yep. As long as like his kingdom will prevail. Right. No matter what. I think, uh, I think it's so beautiful that you were, you both were able to experience something so powerful and so beautiful together. Um, I think the fact that, um, for so many people, including myself, when it comes to like, does God exist? Like, is God real? Well, here's a perfect example that we just cannot explain whatsoever. Like there's no other way of explaining it other than this is an act of God. Um, there's just so much beauty and so much power inside of that. And I just thank you both for being on this. Um, oh, this I think it's, blast. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So Aww. thank you so much. Uh, thanks for that having us. That was so fun, Nick. You're for awesome. doing this. Like, yes, you're so doing cool. the thing. Yeah. Like that. And honestly, thank you for putting yourself out there and like having a podcast, like yeah. for us to be able to share our story. Yep. Yep. I have not shared this. Like we haven't, like I don't go around just preaching the story all the time. Right. It really, like there's actually minimal places that I feel like I'm just going to start with this story. Yeah. 